You're listening to WO Voices, a podcast series from Women in Optometry magazine. I'm Marjolyn Bailefeld, editor of Women in Optometry. We're delighted you can join us. Welcome. We're here today with Dr. Kara Ramsey Foster. Dr. Ramsey Foster opened a practice, I Care For You, in Apex, North Carolina in 2015. And it started out as a, a pretty typical private practice uh, with a solo doctor, but you made a pretty significant change in 2017. And we're going to talk about that today. Um, your shift to doing uh, direct pay with, with patients. Tell me first a little bit about opening the practice. Um, well, yes, I just want to say thank you for having me here. I'm excited to share my experience with you. Um, I did. I opened my practice um, and I really wanted to be a little bit different. I wanted to spend more time with patients. I wanted to kind of like have a really good, high level customer service patient based practice. And I opened that in 2015. I didn't really know a whole lot about the insurance system to begin with. Um, so as I kind of got into learning about how to file and kind of the reimbursements and what they kind of expect from you and what you have to kind of relate to the patient, it really made me feel like I wasn't working for myself like I thought I was going to be opening my practice. And I, I was trying to kind of figure out a, a different solution. Right how so. predominant is managed vision um, insurance where where you are? Um, I would say before we switched to direct care, probably at least 80 to 85% of our patients were managed care. Um, it was a pretty high percentage. I feel like there's a lot of good employers out in this area that I'm in, and they offer pretty good vision plans um, and, you know, included with their health insurance. And so a lot of our patients do participate. Can you explain what direct care is? Um, yes, direct care is a system of not going through the insurance company, but having a better doctor-patient relationship because the doctor, um, the patient pays the doctor directly for their services. Um, it allows you to kind of step outside of the bounds of the insurance company. So if you need to order more testing or spend more time with patients or see them back for follow-ups, you're not required or penalized from insurance companies by doing what you feel like is the, a good way to practice the way you want to practice. So you had in 2017, nearly a, a vast majority of your patients covered under some kind of uh, mm -hmm. managed vision benefit. Did you tiptoe into direct care or did you, you know, rip the bandaid off? How does that work? That's a fundamental shift. Yes. So I really had thought about dropping plans one by one, and I know that there's a lot of talk about that. Um, but I really thought that if I switched over to direct care and completely went insurance-free, it would make more sense to the patients, really, because it's not just dropping their plans. It's because maybe, say, it didn't pay well, or they think that it's about their plan when really it's about the whole system. You know, I, going to direct care kind of changes the conversation. It keeps it positive. It helps patients understand. It, it helps us being able to explain it, I think, in a way that um, patients can really get behind a positive healthcare system versus like, oh, well, we just didn't get paid enough through your vision plan. So, so how did you explain that to patients? Because I have to think that took a little bit of uh, explanation. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, we really, um, 
we we wrote out some scripts. We tried to keep it positive. We explained how we are uh, change. We wanted to change the healthcare system, and we hoped that they could be a part of it. We uh, put a lot of information on our website. We sent out emails to, an email to patients with our price sheet too. We evaluated like what would a fair price sheet be? Um, we don't charge a monthly fee. We do charge it more like fee for service, but we keep our prices kind of lower across the board so that it's fair and disperses out for everybody. Um, same with glasses. We really want to offer high quality, um, but we feel like if we can disperse it across the board and explain it that way to patients in a positive way, it keeps it it keeps the conversation going in the direction that we want it in a positive way. Do you use any kind of service or how, how might patients who want to tap into their managed vision benefits do so? So we do, and we have created our own chart based off of the um, insurance plans in our area. You can look up and find out what their out-of-network reimbursements are. We kind of created our own chart for that. Um, And um, we also do um, work with Anagram as well. Um, There are some that work for that and some don't. Uh, But we, when patients call, we use the reference of our chart that we made to kind of tell them like what our prices are uh, and how much they would expect to get back. And we do kind of explain it like we don't always know for sure that that's what they're going to get back, but this is how it works for most people. That's really interesting. And I have to think that patients might kind of like that, uh, almost this level of pricing transparency. They do. We've had so many people comment on how much they like it. I mean, when I first sent out everything um, about going to direct care, I included a price sheet of all of our exam fees and keeping it straightforward. You know, we also have it posted on our website, too, um, for office visits and full exams. And uh, and I, I have had a lot of comments on how much people really do appreciate that. So. Was it scary? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, I, I thought to myself and I said, you know what, we could be working for somebody else in three months. Who knows? But at least I'm still trying it and, you know, working, trying to work for myself instead of working for the insurance company, you know, and I really it all came down to what was best for patients. I didn't want to have to at in 2017, I was getting to the point that it was hire a biller and um, shorten my exam times and, you know, charge extra for testing. And I, I just didn't want to feel like I was nickel and diming patients like that. I really wanted to keep up with the quality of care that they had gotten used to and the reason, whole reason why I opened. So, but yes, it was scary. So that's an interesting point because I hear so often from, from doctors who are new uh, in, in practice or, or ones who, who aren't. Uh, and, and just this level of frustration. Did, did this shift bring you peace of mind? After I knew that it could be successful, yes. I mean, it, it's. I really feel like it's a nicer way to practice. It's a nicer day-to-day because even when patients call, it's not the, well, here's what I'm trying to sell you on your insurance plan or you need to get these glasses or you need and, – and whether – I mean, whether we believe it, what's best for the patient, I mean, of course, that's what we're recommending. But that's not always how the patients see it, whereas now we can kind of – it changes it. They can, I think they understand more that what we're recommending is the best for them. Um, not just as we're trying to sell them because that's what their copay is and, you know, for their insurance. Did those so. patients come back? Um, at the beginning, we did lose a few patients, um, but they did. Um, I have found that a lot of the patients have come back, maybe even a couple years later, just sell, telling us how much they really appreciate the kind of service that we provide. And once they kind of understand and really listen to the explanation, I think it just makes sense. It really makes sense if we can explain it the right way. Is there anything about your demographic or your community that made this work? Or do you think that this is actually replicable 
almost anywhere. Uh, I feel like it's replicable almost anywhere um, as long as the explanation is there. It's not like what we're charging is ridiculously high prices. I really do feel like if people are coming in and paying their insurance copay and paying for the photos and scans that we include already, it's not going to be a huge price difference. It's just when people hear out of network, they automatically mm-hmm. shut down. So you kind of have to explain it right right off the get-go. I'm guessing that your your colleagues have, have asked you about this as well, <laughs> how you did it, because there's <laughs> where, they, where they wonder if they can do it too. So what was the initiative that came out of that? Um, so yes, I mean, I've had a lot of people reaching out to me um, as far as like, how did I do this and how do we do it successfully? And, you know, can I share some of the information? And I've kind of been trying to work for a while on how I can explain it in the right way to um, to colleagues, because I really feel like if if we can separate ourselves from the kind of fast paced, you know, room to room uh, patient care and really spend more time with people. I feel like it's a great way to just elevate, you know, I care overall. Um, so I really wanted to put together a program to be able to explain it to people. Um, so I started working on this direct care difference probably about two years ago. So it's really taken a while to really come full circle here. But um, but I did put together a training program um, that includes all the scripts and all my information that I put together, my price sheet, you know, some training videos uh, to really help as many people as I can be able to move in that and direction. And that's something that people can look at at uh, directcaredifference.com. Yes. Yeah. So I created the directcaredifference.com because I really do feel like it's we can be different and we can elevate healthcare together with direct care. So... So your colleagues must also ask about the, the the benefits. I mean, obviously there's financial benefits, but are there sort of patient care, patient management benefits that come from this strategy? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I really think that, um, say I, you know, measure that their pressures are a little bit high and I want to get a pet chemistry, but, you know, or even like an OCT and patients are kind of hesitant, like, you know, I don't really want to pay for that. Or can you tell me what my insurance is going to cover? You know, I don't have to worry about sending them like an unexpected bill later that's going to like leave bad feelings about my office. Um, I could just go ahead and get the scan. I don't have to charge them if I don't want to, or if they're concerned, um, you know, and I don't have to worry about being audited by insurance companies too, as far as like doing the right, what I feel like is doing the right kind of patient care. Um, So to me, it kind of feels like a more ethical way to do it. Patients are happier, you can get better care, and it's not going to be a stressful bill for them that they get later on. So looking back at the uh, seven years since you've started this this practice, eight years almost now, are, are you happier now than you were? I mean, when you start, it's 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 exciting. I know we we talked to you when you first opened the practice, and you were yeah, you were thrilled to to have this place where your daughter could be, and um, yeah, you know, it just it seemed like such a, a wonderful setup. I, I I don't think you soured on it, but what kind of made you say this is not sustainable for you? Well, it was really just finding, as we were getting busier, finding a way that we could keep it sustainable. I wanted to be able to keep the level of patient care that I had started it for, and it didn't feel like as we were getting more um, deep entrenched with the insurance companies that doing it that way was going to keep it sustainable, which is why I thought, like, there's got to be a better way. And where did you go to find the better way? I mean, did you just sort of start 
thinking it up yourself or did you did you ask colleagues or because it's it's not the most popular model no it's really not um not in eye care for sure um and i kind of just started thinking like there's got to be a way to do it um and i know it had been done pretty much not a lot but it's been done in primary care so i just kind of started um researching different really primary care i talked to some primary care physicians um to see how they had done it and really they do it more of like a monthly fee i maybe that would work for eye care but i you know, and, you know, that might be something that moving forward, we create like our own kind of vision plan and that's in like a monthly fee. Um, but I haven't quite done that yet. I've really just done it in fee for service. Now, dentistry does that a lot, too. So I kind of just pulled together these different kind of specialties um, and areas of practice and thought, like, how can we apply that to eye care? And I came up with the idea, um, at least I think I came up with it, but it was called direct eye care. So just really an eye care and a fee-for-service system. So this isn't really sort of the concierge model, you know, where you where you pay the 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 monthly fee and get sort of this premium access. It's it's still a, a primary care practice. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's still just primary eye care. Um, you know, I do have emergency after hours, but um, you know, concierge. I didn't want to do having a family because, I mean, of course I'm there for my patients like anybody, uh, you know, everyone is. I want to be able to protect my home time too. And I think, you know, part of direct care is being able to have good work-life balance. You know, you're not spending all this time at home stressing about insurance companies and worrying about reimbursements. And um, so I feel like concierge is wonderful, but I wanted to kind of try it in just direct care fee-for-service system, not it's a full, I'm available 24-7. <laughs> Do you bring less work home with you now? Yes, absolutely. I think that it's nice to be able to kind of, I mean, as a practice owner, you know, you always, there's always some things to think about, but, um, you know, I, I do think that it's able to have better work-life balance. So Awesome. And uh, does your daughter still visit the, the practice? Oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> she She's always there, actually. Um, she thinks she's like an employee now. <laughs> she's at nine now, and she comes, and uh, I've started getting her, like, file and contact lenses, too, so we'll, we'll see what's next. <laughs> That's great. Well, put your kids to work for you, right? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that this model has the potential to sort of change the, the, the way optometry functions, the way uh, optometrists and patients interact? Um, absolutely. I really just feel like it's possible for people to do. I feel like it gives a better dynamic between the doctor and patient because you just have more time to spend with people so you can educate them. Um, and when you have more time for that communication and really bonding and, you know, learning more about them, I feel like it really improves patient trust in you. They're going to adhere more to your recommendations. And I, I just feel like it's a great way to elevate patient care overall and really elevate optometry and hopefully elevate the whole healthcare system. Because when you have time to talk to people, and they trust you, then I feel like they're really going to move forward with your recommendations a lot more. And it just, um, I, I think I want optometrists to know that it's possible to do. So it's, we can all do it together. So. That's fantastic. So people who want to learn more about what Dr. Kara Ramsey Foster did can visit directcaredifference.com. And thank you so much for your time. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you join us again on WO Voices. If you'd like to be a guest on the series, please send us an email at wovoicesonline at gmail.com, through our website at womeninoptometry.com, 
through Facebook at WO Magazine or through Twitter or Instagram at WomenODs. See you next time.